Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, we release this podcast every single week. We do, yep. And it would be an amazing thing if you would share this with your friends, your family. Help Uh, us spread the word. Yeah, and then if you would, please rate us on uh, either iTunes or wherever you listen, because that helps this podcast get... rated higher up in the search engines for people so that they can come and join and be a part of this family. We almost have around 2,000 people now every single week that are watching, or excuse me, listening to this podcast, and it's absolutely amazing. Now today, I want to jump into this topic of really our experience that we've had recently with meeting John Maxwell, who is the leadership... Legend. Really? I mean, he, there's really I nobody know, else. Gotta... He is the authority on leadership in the world. He'll meet with... He's um, His stuff is in 20... Uh, how many? It was 13 or 14 different countries that they are teaching it in all school of the curriculum. Uh, school curriculum. Yep. His values-based curriculum that is biblically based. They have 27 nations right now. Yeah. So the presidents of nations are wanting him. On a waiting list. And he was telling me that they actually have the, the 80 influential people in America that make decisions about education in America are asking to meet with him because they're wanting to take this biblically-based curriculum and put it into the school systems in America. Woohoo! Wouldn't that be awesome? So if you don't know who John Maxwell is, um, again, he's written like 102 books, The Authority on, on Leadership. Uh, I mean, the guy consults, you name it, the CEOs and presidents of the biggest businesses in the world. Yep. And the greatest thing is, is that he loves Jesus with all his heart. Yeah, he does. And we had such a privilege and a amazing opportunity to spend a couple of days with him. And I want to tell you guys what we yeah, learned. Yeah, we wanted to just what share What we observed, okay? Because I think it's, a lot of times you catch more, sometimes these things are better caught than taught. Ooh, I like that. Hallelujah. So these are, what do I got here? I got uh, six things, six things. Okay. Here's the first thing that I that we picked up, and that's this. Number one, add value to others. This is something John was so great at. We just observed and learned by watching. Man, the way that just... Um, so we got there. Po- oh, you want to tell a story? Like, yeah, break yeah, it yeah. Down? Yeah, we got there. We get there to Florida. Um, he pays for everything. He pays for everything. He's got a beautiful house. Um, when you have like a hundred and some books and they're each selling 2 million copies each, uh, he's got a nice house. You can say you got a nice house, but we get there and he's got the whole thing set up with all kinds of, uh, waiters and waitresses and like a sushi bar. Like you wouldn't believe. And that's just the appetizers, the food tents and gorgeous table settings on the bay. They got a little DJ out there playing music chefs and tables and it was and he comes up and like, says hey guys i'm just want to honor you as pastors and i just want to add value to you i want to add value to do he didn't ask for anything mm-hmm. add value to you uh and i learned so much uh from that 
You know, here, here's a truth, and I need you to realize this. If somebody is breathing, they need encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's so important. If, if somebody is breathing, <laughs> hey, moms, you need to encourage your kids. Dads, you need to encourage your kids. Yeah. Hey, kids, I think it'd be great. You encourage your parents. You're it's doing so a great true. job. Yeah, so true. Uh, find something to say good to your boss, to, to your employees. If they're breathing, they need encouragement. Yeah. And the problem is that for most people, they don't lead their life. They just drift. So they're not even intentional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at adding value to others. In fact, when we got there, remember that? Uh, we had dinner and John showed, I mean, John was there. He welcomed us as we came into the into the house. His wife, we had mm-hmm. 40 pastors and, and many of them had their spouses. Yeah. We all get on these nice buses and they drive us to this gorgeous house. And at the door is... There's John and his wife. Yeah welcoming us, inviting us in. Hey, I want to get a picture with y'all. Everyone come in. Let's get pictures. Let's get pictures. And we just like make you genuinely feel like we're friends and we are just meeting this guy for the first time. Remember, but, he went around to every single table yeah, and he, he greeted everybody. He's put, you know, some of the other pastor guys, he's putting his hands on their shoulders. There was another guy that kind of, he looks like he works out. He was sitting on our table and kind of gave him a good headlock. He's like, man, I love Ron. Ron is amazing. He is doing awesome things. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Everywhere he went, he just added value. Such a great example of an amazing leader. That man, like you said, if someone's breathing, they need encouragement. And as leaders, as people, as friends, as Christ followers, we have the opportunity to add value, to add encouragement. Be, be to generous. Be a depositor of that, not a withdrawal. You know. Yeah, you know who you are. Your uh, those that add add to you, and those who take away from you. Mm-hmm. Be the person that wants to add to others. So generosity, I see in him, is so important. And I think it's it's in, it's important for a, a Christ for follower. For all of us, yeah. You know, your time. Uh, think about your words. Mm-hmm. Think about your your your, your finances. He well, while we were there, remember that he gave he gave uh, all of us pastors mm-hmm. a little um, note card teaching that he said, "This is what I use when I go up and I, I'll speak to twenty thousand people, and this is my." Yeah. This is my lesson. Before he used an iPad, I used to always write my notes down and keep them on cards. And he brought a stack of them and was like, I just was thinking this morning, I was praying for you guys as pastors and just thinking about what would something what would be something How I could, could give I, you. Yeah. I want to give you a little you? piece of me. Yeah. He said, if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. I just thought you might you might like it. Of course. We were like, we would love one. I would love it. So cool to have just a handwritten notes from a lesson that John Maxwell taught and he's just giving them out to people. Yeah, he gave it to every single one of us. It was it was amazing. Uh he he gave uh, you and I both a signed copy of like a Bible that yeah, it has a John all his com- leadership Bible commentary in it. Yeah, uh, books, uh, a special little coin that he picked up. He's a big golfer, and so he's like, "Man, I just saw these little coins that are custom made for this certain golf course, and I just thought you guys would all want one. So let, let me give this to you." The dinner was free. The photo he he went above and beyond to add value to us. And remember, he said this. He's like. I want to give you guys all this stuff, and I don't want anything else mm-hmm. in return. Mm-hmm. Very generous leader, and what a, a great example. And I thought, how great is that uh, to – I remember I asked him, I said, how do you – remember I asked him, I said, how do you think about being so intentional with your gift giving? He's like, I don't – I just think. What can I do to add value to other people? Mm-hmm. How, can I, how can I help them? How can I bless them? 
And I think it was really important. Here's the second thing that I saw in him, and that is? Your team will make or break you. Okay, this is huge. We were so impressed with his team. With, yeah. With their, um, they were such replications of who he is as a person. So when he wasn't even like at our table or in our conversation, they were really reflecting who he was by the way they talked, by the questions they asked, by the Classy, way they served us. Intelligent. Seriously, we're just sitting down and talking, like wanting to get to, to know us, us. And then like, can I go get you a refill? Do you want me to bring you anything? Like every detail was thought through. Like awesome. even the communication beforehand, the communication even after. Yeah. Was exceptional. Exceptional. And I think, so here is the, the lesson that I learned out of that. Your team makes or breaks you. So let me just say this. If you are leading teams, you're going to need to make sure that you develop your team so that they model the values that you hold dear. Because yeah. that doesn't just happen accidentally. No, that happens all. because there's been a leader that's been very intentional at pouring mm -hmm, into them. Mm -hmm. So guys, may, what are you pouring into them? And then second of all, if you are a part of a team, make sure that you model... Yeah. Um, who your leader you is. You reflect your your leader. Yeah. That you carry the same spirit. It's so important. Because you can't, I mean, as leaders, what we have to do is duplicate ourselves, right? And if we're not training people to lead the way we would want them to lead, then I think we're missing it. So we all have to be intentional, be purposeful in doing that. In fact, I want to give you just very quickly some values that I look for when I hire a new team member here at the church. And I'd even say that these are things, wouldn't you agree, we look for these even in people that are volunteering Oh, here in sure, the yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and people just People that are going to reflect us, reflect Christ and reflect the church that we lead. So I have this to matters. have, I have to have a vision and value match. Mm -hmm. There has to be that match or else we're going to be disjointed the whole time and it's just not going to work. Three things I look for. Number one, that they truly value people. So it's really hard to get good results from somebody that you don't like. Yeah. So if if this person doesn't value people, well, that's the opposite of my personality and really what we find in Scripture. Yeah. So when when people devalue others, that's really the biggest slap, uh, slap in the face of God. Yeah, it is. Because God says, when I made you, I made you my masterpiece. Yep. Yep. So be somebody that truly values other people. So okay? good. Here's the second one, and that's good character. Yep. We saw this in... Um... So I would say that there, there's the statement that says that your character is who you are when nobody else is looking. It is. And your character is massively important. And then the third is this, understand how to multiply. Multiply yourself. So for instance, in our youth ministry and how we do things here, I've, I've told our youth pastor, uh, listen, I'm hiring you not to necessarily uh, run the youth ministry. I'm hiring you to develop it. And if you work yourself out of a job, guess what, Pastor Logan? I'm going to give you a different one because you've become very, very valuable. In fact, uh, you were telling me just the other day about how uh, one of the things that all the team members here talk about is who are you raising up to replace you? Well, yeah, I was just saying um, it's one of those questions that comes up regularly in oversight and people that I meet with or who meet with me that I'm accountable to is like, who else are you, um, who are you duplicating yourself into? Who are you training to do what you do? And it's, 
I think it's one of the basics of leadership, but often something that gets overlooked. We're not here just to do everything by ourselves. Leadership is about giving those things away, training people to do it with the heart and the spirit and the value in people um, that you do it with. And yeah, that's what leading and is. And what happens is when you actually release that ownership into other people, they'll actually do a better job than you do. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I have such amazing leaders that literally life fellowship we have the could best not leaders. happen. We have the best volunteers who are leaders. They're leading teams. They're a part of leading the church it, as a volunteer, and they do it exceptionally well, and so many of them do it so much better than I can do it. And we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. I value you. When, when, I, when I first came to the church, let me tell you one of my biggest mistakes, my failures. Okay, Tell us. Because people relate to your failures much more than they do your successes. Confession. Sing it, baby. Say it. No, but when I came, I was doing everything. Yes, you And were. I would tell other pastors, I'm like, hey, I'm doing all the graphics, and I'm creating the bulletins, and I'm writing all the job descriptions, and I'm preaching the messages, and I'm leading this, and I'm doing that. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm doing social media, and I'm posting this. I'm, and I'm cleaning up this, and I'm setting this up. I was doing everything. Every, yes. And I would wear it almost like this badge of honor, like, look at how look how tough I am. Look at how amazing I am. Man, I'm the one that... I'm, I'm carrying all this stuff, and you little, you know... You know uh, whatever out there. You're not working as hard as I am. And the reality is, is that that is the stupidest mindset ever. Yes, it is. Do you is. know how stupid yes, I do. that I was thinking? Yeah. That's not a leader. That's a doer. That's that's just doing everything. And so I was overworked, overwhelmed, bothered, just not not being excellent in, in really much anything. And where the change began to happen is when I began to empower people to run in their lane and to take ownership of this certain area. And yeah. now they begin to do a better job than I do. Mm -hmm. People ask me all the time, hey, tell me about this area of ministry. I'm like, I actually really don't know. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't run that. To but allow people to be these experts guys do an amazing job at lane it. that they're in. Yeah. It's in important. fact, if we want to find out how to do that area really well, let's go talk to them because they're exceptionally well at mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so important. Okay. Here's the third thing that I learned from, from John. And that's this, have an abundance mentality. Now, this one is amazing. This one is so good. Please listen to this. Don't miss this, everyone. God can't help people that have a scarcity mindset because God doesn't have a scarcity mindset. And they sure can't help themselves because <laughs> so there's never enough. There's never. So these are people that are always, they always have less. And we're not talking like materialistically, not necessarily. You just have a. It could be materialistically. It could be ideas. There's not it could enough. Be influence. I can't or, make it happen. That's not possible. It's no, just like always seeing it. Not enough. No, we, as believers, we need to have an abundance mindset. Yes, we do. So there was a moment that John was was speaking, and he said, "Okay, I've written a hundred and some books. I've I've spoken to all. I've 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 been with all the kinds of presidents, and I've da 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 da. And he wasn't saying this with an ego at all. I mean, yeah, no ego. But he said. I don't care if every one of you steal everything I've ever taught. And because we're all like writing frantically, taking notes, like trying to write down everything he, this man says is like gold. a nugget of truth. We're like, oh my gosh, what did he say? How did he say that? So it's so good. It's so good. So, so, so he's rich. Like, he's like, take, take it. my ideas. Take it. Use it. Yeah. He said, put your name on it. He said, I don't care. Yeah. Go he's and like, teach this. Go teach it like it's yours. He said, God will give me more tomorrow. He said, I got more inside of me than any one of you ever even realized. I'm so, because I serve a God of abundance, yes. not a scarcity God. Like yeah. I got to hold on to everything mm -hmm. because I can't get anything else. He's like, 
it, it, it was just such a sweet reminder of the miraculous God that we serve. We serve the God that's more than enough. And so when we get in, we get sort of like gripped in by fear of I can never come I up with something better come than up this, with it, or I don't know how to do it different, or I'm not going to have enough in a thousand different ways. That is a lie. That is a lie from yes. the devil. And we have to remember we serve a God of abundance. Our God is omnipresent. He's all here. He's all powerful. He's well able to do beyond what we could so ask or So when think. the children of Israel came to the promised land, there were 12 spies that Moses sent in. 10 came back with what I call a grasshopper mentality. They said, mm-hmm. oh, we'll never be able to take the promised land because there's giants there's in the land and we men. just look like grasshoppers in front of them and yeah. we'll, just, we'll be destroyed. They saw the but huge two, problem, yeah. Two guys came back and said, they saw their huge God. There ain't nothing. Yeah. We're going to take this land. Mm-hmm. It was Joshua and Caleb, and those are those that we call our kids after. We name our kids after these that had faith. Though, Those that have a scarcity mentality will be forgotten. Yeah. Nobody can name and, the 10 they spies, will, right, that came back. They will not be rewarded yeah. by God. Yeah. But those that have an abundance mindset, those that have faith to step out and do what God says, those will be rewarded by God, and they will remembered be remembered by, by men. men. Yeah, it's true. And so, hey, everybody, have an abundance mindset. You have a God that does more than you ever even yes. dreamed possible. And I think I got to remind myself of that yeah. so many times. Yeah, we all get caught up. We live in the same world as you guys listening. Like there's a reality that sometimes we face. Oh, the door is actually shut. I don't know how to get the answer that I need, but let's watch and believe and see what the Lord will do. Yeah. So very, very important. Um, num- number next, uh, number four is be intentional. Boy, John did this so good. So he gave some ideas that I was like, oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Remember this Christmas bulb thing that he talked yeah. about? He told us some personal stories, like things that he does for his family, his grandkids at Christmas. We were sort of curious, like this great gift giver, this man that we just met that's been so generous with us and so intentional um, with thinking of little things along the way for pastors. Well, he shared, do you hey, want to tell him that? Well, first of all, in his office, it's just like a, it's like a history museum. <laughs> sort of, yeah. He's got all kinds of different things that people have given Collections him. Collections of books, signatures, really special, special like documents that have mm-hmm. like this is one of a kind. And he had a whole collection of these very famous pens that have been used to sign certain different things or that were owned Gifts that by were certain given to people. Him, nice pens that someone, yeah, that someone gave. Anyway, I'll let you tell the story. And he said, he said, now these guys have all given me these pens, and I love them, and they mean a lot to me. But he said, what these guys that gave me these pens don't realize is that when I die, all of these pens will be sent back to the guys that sent these to me and gave them to me as a gift. And I will have a little handwritten note that has already been been written to them to thank them for the uh, for, for this gift. He's like, you, you think I'm going to hold on? He even said this. He said, do your giving while you're living. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, everything I have... It will all be gone. I will have given it all away yeah. by the time that I die. And his yeah. kids came to him and said, what? They said, Dad? They were like, what if you live longer than you outlive? Your, you're starting to give so much away, millions and millions a yeah. year. What if you What if you time it wrong? And the, he was like, well, I guess I'll have to move in with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But be intentional. Um, he was telling about these Christmas bulbs. So at every Christmas, he gives all the grandkids a bulb and it has etched on it a certain location. And then that's where he takes the grandkids to 
every year. So we said- A well, Christmas trip. And then they do like this uh, kind of- uh, He said, we dance through the house. We like, we like, like a celebrate. line dance. Like, whatever. I don't know if he does that. But they go through the house. <laughs> Chris is adding the Cherokee Indian <laughs> noise <laughs> onto it. I don't think they do that. Okay. <laughs> but- <laughs> Stop. Okay. But- they go through the house, and he said, "Think about this. Someday when he's I'm gone, when I'm gone, he's like, yeah. Everyone else has Christmas trees filled with bulbs and ornaments that don't mean anything. Theirs will be filled with all kinds of bulbs that every one of these ornaments was attached to a trip that their family took for. Will Christmas. be so rich of experience, and I just, I just think that's so so incredible. Uh, you know, John has a book out that's called Intentional Living." And it's one of my favorite ones that he's that he's written, and I'd encourage you to 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 pick that up. And again, he, just the idea of being intentional with your life. Every person needs to. Let me say it like this: Everybody needs to get over themselves. Stop being so wrapped up in who you are, because you'll never be able to add value to other people when everything is about you. Woo! Say it again. Mic drop. What's up? That was great. No, but you're never going to so be true. able to add value to other people if you constantly are thinking about me, myself, and I. In fact, he he is so intentional. He's got in his office, and it's set up through uh, like a wireless Bluetooth, whatever, in in Florida. His yeah. main offices are in uh, Atlanta. That's true. But he's got what he calls the gospel shot clock. And every time, so in they real updated. Time. Yeah, when people get saved, and he's like, these are not just random numbers. He's like, we know their name, their address, their email, their face. We know everything about them. We know their blood type? No. I'm just kidding. But. I got sidetracked. He has a. Sh- Tatum. Not a shot clock. Tatum. What, maybe? I got sidetracked. Okay. But he is keeping score and celebrating and being intentional with reaching people for the gospel. So he's not just an amazing leader for the sake of benefiting businessmen and building businesses. He's an amazing leader because he's yep. reaching them for Christ. Yep. That's it, what God's called him to do. Incredible. And yeah, the intentionality in it is hey Everybody be intentional. Yeah, don't just don't just drift through your life. Be intentional. Here's the fifth thing and that's this. Ask questions. Do it. He is a question asker. Do you know after like we were no with one him, else. He texted me the next morning. I know. I was there. But you don't know so you're telling them. Yeah. Yeah. He's asked, and what he Ask, texted, yeah, he was asking him. me questions. In fact, while we were with uh, with him, he said, I have a practice of doing what I call a learning lunch. So I find people that are, that they have gone farther in business than I have or farther in ministry than I have, and I sit down and I, mm-hmm. I, I pay for it. I always pay for it. Sometimes I'll fly so that I can just have an hour and a half lunch mm-hmm. with them. To learn from them, to ask questions. And he gave us the seven questions he that he asked. The questions, yeah. And these are write them down. Really good. Okay. Here, here's the grab here's a pen or put your put it on your notes. On Number your one, what's the most important lesson that you've ever learned? That's a great question to ask. Someone. What's the most important lesson you've ever learned? Number two, how has failure shaped your life? Which that question is probably attached to the first one. <laughs> I feel like we learn so much from failure. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you, if you ask somebody, hey, what did you learn? What's the greatest lesson that you've ever learned in your life? Nobody will tell you about their success. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you about their failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is the greatest teacher. Yep. Uh, Number three, he asked, what are you learning right now? That's so good. What are you learning right now? Because don't you want to know what the person that you're trying to 
like glean from? Like what what's happening right now in your mm-hmm, life? Mm-hmm. Number four, what are you reading that I should read and, and why should I read it? Yeah. Give me a compelling reason why. Number five, I love this one. What have you experienced that I need to experience? And Chris was trying to get John Maxwell to go skydiving. I was. Because like, he had I- just gone. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, I just went skydiving. Oh, really? Man, I've always wanted to do that. I said, man, you need it. Let, let's do it together. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But hey, let me just add another question on, on this one. What have you experienced that I need to experience? Or how about this? Where have you visited? What, what place in the world have you gone to that I need to visit? Yeah. That's a great conversation. People love talking about their question. travels. Yeah. yeah. Number six, who do you know that I should know? Wow. That's... When's the last time you asked somebody that question? Yeah. This question will open up amazing doors for you. Yeah. I mean, like, who is unforgettable in your life that I need to know them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then number seven, how can I serve you and add value to you? That's an amazing question. And he said, I always end with that question right there. How awesome is that to just make yourself available to somebody else, to a friend to say, like, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How yeah. can I add value to you? I'm thinking of somebody in my life right now who always says that. He's an amazing leader, a yeah. friend of ours at our church. And I know who you're talking about then because he says it so often. Yeah. And it makes it makes a difference. It does make a difference. And so I would just I encourage like you to take some of yeah. these here today. I do. I want to be like that too. Mm-hmm. I was inspired to be a better leader because of these things that I observed in him. Uh, and I will, I will cherish this time with him uh, that I had with them. Uh, for the rest of my life. And so today, I hope you glean from this. I hope this encourages you. And everybody, look for somebody today. Keep your head on swivel that you can add value to. Add value. Point them to Christ. Point them to the Lord. Uh, Spread love somebody with the gospel today. And so we hope you all have a great day. Continue to pray for me while I'm in India. Yes. And uh, we'll see you when we get back. Yeah. All right, everybody. Love y'all. Bye-bye.